Welcome to Main Menu for May 20th, 2011. I'm Jamie Pauls. This week, we begin with a tech update courtesy of Chase Crispin. Next, Jenny Axler of HIMSS discusses the BrailleSense on hand and other products available from the company. After that, David Woodbridge of Vision Australia demonstrates using voiceover gestures on the multi-touch trackpad. Finally, Roger Wilson Hines begins a series demonstrating the much-overlooked free screen reader, Thunder. That's all coming up on this edition of Main Menu. Tech Update, a technology news segment heard on ACB Radio's Main Menu and Accessible World's Tech Talk. Hello, Main Menu and Tech Talk. This is Chase Crispin with the Tech Update for the week of May 16th, 2011. First, I would like to address a comment that I received a couple weeks ago on the Tech Update comment line from a person who heard Main Menu on the actual radio. And on the radio, my levels in Tech Update were low. It was hard to hear or to understand me on the actual radio, not the online radio. And I have tried to fix my audio level problem, but... The suggestion in that message was to make a tech update available on the phone. And at this point, I don't have a way to have a number that you can call and be able to hear tech update. I will keep looking into this for the future, but at this time, I do not know of a way for this to be possible for tech update. I wanted to address that comment on air, and if any of you have any ideas, please call the comment line at 206-337-4383, and that number is also at the end of the tech update. I do appreciate very much receiving that feedback and encourage you to leave me your feedback on anything regarding Tech Update. Now for this week's technology news. For those of you that enjoy playing games on your iOS device, iPhone, iPod Touch, and iPad, there is a new completely accessible audio game that's all based on audio, works with voiceover really good. That game is called Stem Stumper. I'm not going to go into too much information about it here, but basically you are in a garden and trying to save these plants. This is a totally accessible game made for visually impaired people to play. It's an audio game, though. There is a screen mode that you can turn on so sighted people can play it as well. This game will normally cost $1.99, but for this week only, it is on sale for $0.99. So if you like this game and you'd like a dollar off... You might want to grab it as soon as you hear this tech update so you don't miss the sale. If you'd like to find out more about this, just search for STEM Stumper, S-T-E-M-S-T-U-M-P-E-R, in the Apple iTunes online store. For those of you that use GPS on your note taker, specifically the Braille Note, Sendero GPS for Braille Note 2011 has been released. There are some updates as to how much is announced with intersections and on highways and that type of stuff. It also includes the new 2011 maps and the new 2011 POIs built in. This is only for BrailleNote users, and if you are not a BrailleNote Apex user, you will not be able to use all of the new features. Some of the new features are only for the Apex, but even if you're not an Apex user, it still might be worth the upgrade. So to upgrade or to find out more, you can either visit senderogroup.com or humanware.com. Sendero Group is at S-E-N-D-E-R-O-G-R-O-U-P dot C-O-M. And humanware is at H-U-M-A-N-W-A-R-E dot C-O-M. This is, again, only for the Braille Note 
Upgrades for SenseNav and Mobile Geo will be coming later on this year. There is yet another way to identify your currency now. The application called iNote, lowercase i, capital N, O-T-E, has been released as another application similar to LookTel for iPhone, iPod Touch, and iPad. This one was released by the government. It is reported to be not as good as LookTel. It apparently doesn't use the video camera, just the regular camera, so it takes longer to identify your currency, and it's not as efficient of an interface as LookTel is. But if you would like to check it out, you can look up iNote in the Apple App Store. The formerly called Braille Wizard is a product being developed by the National Braille Press. It is our upcoming Android-based note-taker that is aiming to be affordable. However, the name Braille Wizard can no longer be used, so National Braille Press is seeking your input on what the name should be. There is a short survey where you can put your input on already suggested names or to put in your own suggestion for a name. And if you'd like to suggest a name for this upcoming influential note-taker from National Braille Press, you can visit surveymonkey, S-U-R-V-E-Y-M-O-N-K-E-Y dot com slash S slash 5KWB2KG. And you'll be able to fill out a survey about the new name for this note taker. This will conclude the tech update for the week of May 16th, 2011. I'm Chase Crispin for Main Menu and Tech Talk. Thank you for listening to this week's tech update. If you have any comments or anything you would like to see added to next week's tech update, please call the tech update comment line at 206-337-4383 and be sure to listen to next week's main menu and tech talk. Hello, everyone, and thanks to the main menu staff for having us on the show. We're very happy to be here. My name is Jenny Axler, and I do technical support for HIMSS. And in a few minutes, I will be joined by Scott Hagley, who is our regional sales manager in Wisconsin. We have several things that we want to present to you today, as it has been an exciting, fast-paced last few months at HIMSS. We have new software, we have new products, and as many of you may know, we also have a new North American office located in Austin, Texas, which opened in November. Probably the most exciting and immediate thing we have going on is our new note-taker upgrade, version 6.0, which should be released the week of May 16th. So we'll be spending a good portion of the show talking about and demonstrating the new features of this upgrade. But first, let me talk a little bit about our note-taker family. The BrailleSense and VoiceSense family consists of five products. We have our BrailleSense Plus, our BrailleSense Plus QWERTY, our VoiceSense, and then our newest note-takers, the BrailleSense on hand and the VoiceSense QWERTY. Now, I was specifically asked to talk about the on-hand, so I will spend a little bit of time on that as well as the VoiceSense QWERTY. The on-hand was just released in the fall, and it is our pocket-sized note-taker with a Braille display. I like to describe it as being about the size of a box of checks that you get from the bank. It's about three and a half by six and a half. It weighs under a pound. It's uh, about an inch thick. It contains four gigabytes of internal storage, has built-in GPS and compass, as well as Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. It has an 18-cell Braille display, and it takes SD cards up to 32 gigabytes, SDHC, and it also connects to USB through an OTG port so it can serve as a host or a client device. 
This unit has all of the capabilities you know and love in the BrailleSense Plus, including multitasking. We have the media buttons on the front with the three modes that can be controlled globally. And it has the quietest, most comfortable Braille keyboard I've ever used in my entire life. All of the Hymns products, the Sense products, have exceptionally good Braille keyboards, but this one is the best one yet. It also comes with an external battery pack and charger, so you can actually charge one battery while you're using another. You can charge it while it's plugged in, that is possible, but you also have the option of having an external battery pack or an extra one to take with you. In addition, there's an optional LCD accessory. It's about four inches long. It's about a prism shape, maybe weighs, I don't know, three ounces. It's very light and portable, and it connects through USB. So this is perfect for educators or parents who want to see what their kids are doing or just someone who wishes to be able to have a sighted person look at what they're typing. The small size of the on hand also makes it the perfect companion piece to your iDevice. I use mine with my iPhone all the time. It's great to be able to just throw both of them in my purse and have easy access to both. And I love the fact too that with the multitasking capabilities, I can have it connected to my iPhone and still use note taker functions and easily switch back and forth. Now, our VoiceSense QWERTY is also a very slim and lightweight device. This is maybe three quarters of an inch thick. It's very thin. It's about the size of a half sheet of paper, and it is the first QWERTY note taker to contain an LCD display. And it's actually a rather wide display so that this unit can be easily used by low vision users. We intend for this unit to be ideal for low vision use. It has output through speech, input through QWERTY, and also the LCD display. So it is really ideal for either low vision users or users who wish not to use Braille. It contains specifications similar to the on-hand. It has 4 gig of internal storage. It has the built-in GPS and compass. It also has Wi-Fi and Bluetooth built-in. In addition, it has Ethernet connectivity. It has the SDHC connectivity. It has the USB OTG port. In addition, it also has a full-size USB host port. And again, the smallest, slimmest, and lightest QWERTY note-taker that you're going to find on the market. Okay, so let's move on to the upgrade. And now I'm actually going to bring Scott in, and I'm going to do that using one of our new features. And by the way, for those of you interested, Scott and I are both using BrailleSense on hands. I'm going to press F1 to go to the main program menu. File Manager, F. And File Manager is the first item there. Now, we have a new menu here called Social Networking, and I can get to that by pressing the letter C. Twitter, T. And the first item there is a Twitter client, and we will be going over that in a few minutes. If I move down, Google Talk, D. the next item is Google Talk, and I'm going to go into that by pressing Enter. Sign in, please wait. And it's automatically signing me in. Built-in contact list. list item. And you heard it say several things. It automatically signed me in. Then it said building contact list. And you heard the first contact in my list. And that person is offline. You also heard a little chime. Now that tells me at least one person in my contact list is online. And we hope that's Scott. I'm going to move down and find out. 
He is online. And if I want to start a conversation with him, I can simply press enter. And I'm going to text chat, first of all, to see if he's ready to go. Input. Edit box. Hey, pop you. Okay, and I'm going to press enter to send the message. Input. Edit box. And it puts me back in the edit box. And we'll see if he responds. And he did. And I'm going to tab over to my history. History. Sure am. multi edit box. And he says, sure am. Input. Edit box. And I'm shift-tabbing back to my input, and I'm going to tell him to call me. Okay, comma. Give me a input. Edit box. I said, okay, give me a call, and pressed enter. Radiomail.com will do. And he said, will do. Incoming call from radiomail.com. Accept. Prompt button. And now I have an incoming call. You can hear it ringing. I love the little sound. And I'm on the accept button, so I'll press enter. Start voice chat. And it says start voice chat. Hey, Scott, are you there? Hi, Jenny. I sure am. How are you doing? I'm good. It's great to have you. It's great to be here, especially using uh, Google Talk and using my on hand to do it. This is cool. It is very cool. Amazing the power these note takers are now possessing. Well, you're, you're right, Jenny. I mean, to think about the fact that you and I are using these little, tiny little 18-cell Braille displays. We're connected by Wi-Fi to our networks, and we're just talking like we're on the phone. It is really cool. And to know that we can do it with an internal microphone, too. Don't have to use an external mic or headphones if you don't want to. Yeah, that's exactly right. So shall we show them a few more of the features that we have here? I think that would be fun. I enjoy them. So yeah, let's do it. How about if you try sending me a file? Okay, so I'm going to go in to Actions. And you heard it say Stop Voice Chat. That's because Jenny and I are in a voice chat conversation right now. So I went to the next line, which says Send File. So I'm going to press Enter. And it says No Item, so I'm going to backspace. And I'm going to go to My Documents by pressing M. And I actually pressed my uh, M twice to get to the My Documents folder. I'm going to press Enter. And these are all the contacts that I made at one of my sales appointments. So in case Jenny wants to call them, I'm going to go ahead and send this file to Jenny. So I'm going to press Enter. Receive. Pending acceptance. One. File name. Atlanta.txt. If you want to accept your file transmission, press enter or cancel acceptance. Press F4 space E11. List item. And now you heard a bunch of and gibberish on both of our ends. Hurry. And now we're trying to talk over each other as well, <laughs> just as our note takers are. So um, what happened is he was told the, the file is pending acceptance by me. And I am told I have a file waiting to be received. And it's also pending acceptance. So I need to press enter. Start receiving. One one. List item. And it says start receiving. Completed. 
one file name atlantavaz.txt11 list item first of all it gave me a little ding dong sound and then oh. it told me that it was completed now i should be able to find this file in my downloads folder okay i'm going to press f1 file manager f and i'm going to press enter flash disk list item okay and i'm going to go into my flash disk so by Are pressing enter again and I'm going to press D for downloads. Daisy folder 221. Database folder 321. Download folder 421. And List I had item. to press D three times to get there. Help files folder 130. List item. Okay, and now I'm going to press A. Angel.mp3730. List item. Asia with Ira on March 23rd. 20. Atlantava.txt930. List item. Okay, and there it is. Atlantava.txt. There is the file that he sent me. So, as you can see, this is very, very quick and very easy to send a file. This is a very full-featured Google Talk client. We've just demoed text chatting, voice chatting, and sending files. In addition, we support searching for and adding contacts, changing your status, saving your conversations, pretty much anything you're going to find on a PDA or a PC's Google Talk client, you're going to find on the note taker. Um. One other thing I was going to mention about this, Jenny, is that uh, if, let's say, you didn't have a uh, BrailleSense product or a VoiceSense product and you just used Google Talk on your computer, I could do the same thing. So it doesn't have to be between two Braille or VoiceSense products. It can be between uh, a BrailleSense and an iPhone or between a BrailleSense and a computer. It just happens that for tonight or today, we're using two BrailleSense on-hand units. That's absolutely correct. Um, the whole point of social networking is to be able to connect with the world, and we want to be able to give you that connectivity through these programs like Google Talk and Twitter. So yes, we're definitely showing off the capabilities of the on-hands tonight, but yes, you can communicate with anyone, your friends and family using any device that has a Google Talk program on it. So it's really very powerful and wonderful to be able to do this on your note taker. All right, let's move on to Twitter. I'm going to press Z chord to close the file manager. Task name, Google Talk. And I'm back in Google Talk. This is another thing that I really love to point out about our products is the multitasking capabilities. It's really fabulous that we can leave Google Talk open and we can demo these other things for you. So I'm going to press the F1 key to go back to my main menu. File manager, F. And I'm going to press C for social networking. Twitter, T. And it lands on Twitter. I could have just pressed T, but I'm going to press Enter since I'm right here. And hopefully Scott is doing the same basic thing on the other end. And it's connecting. You can hear the progress beeps. Refreshing home timeline. Okay, it's refreshing my home timeline. It comes up and refreshes our home timeline automatically, so I can see uh, the first 18 tweets. I'm moving down the list of my tweets using .4chord. Kevin, I'm with my mom today. Hopefully, if possible, as many of you will at least talk to your moms today after all we made them put up with. Smiley face 418. List item. <laughs> and someone tweeting about Mother's Day. Now, I have the first 18. If I wanted to see more of them, I could press enter with N, and it will give me the next 18 as well, and it'll add it. So I'll do that right now. 
Next list. And it said next list. And again, we're hearing the progress beeps. I'm with my mom today. Hopefully, if possible, as many of you will at least talk to your moms today after all we made them put up with. Smiley face 436. List item. And now it says 4 of 36. So now I'm seeing the most recent 36 tweets instead of the most recent 18. And I could continue to do that indefinitely if I wanted to. Now I'm going to create a new tweet and then we'll uh, let Scott chime in and he can refresh his timeline and see if he can see it. So I'm going to press enter with T to create a new tweet. Tweet. Tweet dialog box. Tweet edit box. I'm going to press enter to post the tweet. Tweet completed. And it refreshing says tweet completed, timeline. and it's refreshing my home timeline. Jackler, I'm recording main menu 118. List item. And we'll see if Scott can also see that. Okay. Jenny now has tweeted, so I'm going to refresh my timeline by doing an enter with R, and let's see if I can see um, what she tweeted. Since I'm following her, I should be able to see it. So let's do that. Refreshing. And you hear the tones that tell me that the refreshing is taking place. Jackler colon, I'm recording main menu 1 slash 18, list item. Jenny said, I'm recording main menu, and it said 1 of 18. It doesn't mean it was recorded on January 18th. It means, as she mentioned, that it's the first of 18 tweets. All right, so now I have Jenny's tweet up here. I'm going to reply to her tweet by pressing Enter with Y. Tweet dialog box. Tweet question. Edit box. And I'm going to say, this is a I lot of... I actually shouldn't have told you what I'm writing, Jenny, should I have? Oh, well, I just wrote a tweet to you, and I'm going to press Enter. And you heard it say, uh, retweet, retweet, retweet completed, and now it's refreshing my timeline. So if I was to refresh my timeline, I would also see it. Um, one thing I do want to mention... When you're tweeting, you can actually press the tab key and see how many characters you've tweeted, which is very helpful because you can only tweet up to 140 characters, as any of you who use Twitter know. Um, let me just explore the menus just a little bit. We're not going to demonstrate everything, but let me at least show you what is here, because it is actually a very powerful Twitter client. So I'm going to press the menu key. File F, pull down, menu. And in the file menu, we have... Personal information, I, common dialogue, enter I, menu item. Your personal information, so this is where you would enter your account information, your bio and all that. Save current timeline, S, common dialogue, space, S, menu item. And you also have the option of saving the current timeline. If for some reason you did a bunch of nexts, you know, and had, I don't know, 128 tweets and you wanted to read them later, you could actually do that. Sign out, G, enter G, menu item. And you can sign out. Exit, Z, space, and there menu is item. exit. Okay, I'm going to press E chord. File F, pull down, menu. And I'm timeline going L, to go menu. to the timeline menu. Home timeline H, enter H menu item. And here we have the home timeline. Friend timeline F, enter F menu item. Friend timeline. Common dialogue, enter U menu item. User timeline, so you can get the timeline of a specific user. Current user timeline C, backspace U menu item. And if you're on a user's tweet, you can press backspace with U to get the current user timeline. 
mention timeline M, enter M menu item. Um, your mention timeline, which would be all of the tweets that have mentioned you. Retweet ID, E, backspace, D menu item. Things you've retweeted. Retweet the me, T, backspace, T menu item. There's a retweet to me. Retweet of me, O, backspace, Retweet of me. Home timeline, H. And now we're back to the home timeline. I'm going to exit. Timeline, L, full down, menu, tweets, T, full down. And then we have the tweets menu. Tweet, T, common dialogue, enter T menu item. And in here we have tweet. Remove tweet, D, Remove tweet. Retweet, E, enter E menu item. Retweet. Information. I, dialogue, tweet information, and you can also get that if you're on a tweet. If you tab, you can get the information. And if there is a link in the tweet, you can follow it from there. You can follow it from the information. Reply, Y, enter Y menu item. We have reply. Add to favorites, V, enter V Add menu to item. favorites. Favorite list, L, common dialogue, Favorite enter list. Send direct message, S, common dialogue, enter S menu item. And here's where we have your direct message access. You can send a direct message. Direct messages. M, you can look at your sent direct messages here. Received direct messages. R, common dialogue, backspace, R menu item. And you can look at your received direct messages here. Tweet, T, common dialogue, enter. Tweet, T, pull down, menu. Follow, O, pull down, menu. Then we have the follow menu. Follow user, A, common dialogue, backspace, A menu item. So we have follow user. Following, F, common dialogue, backspace, L menu item. You can get your list of the people that you're following. Followers, E, common dialogue, backspace, E menu item. The list of your followers. Search, S, pull down. Menu. And the last menu item here is search. So if I press enter here. Global search, F, common dialogue, space, F menu item. We have a global search. User search, U, common dialogue, backspace, And then we item. have a user search. So this allows you to actually search for a user, and you can read their information, and you can choose to follow them. Search word list, W, common dialogue, backspace, W menu item. And here is a search word list. Search, S, pull down, menu. So you can see this program is actually very powerful and really does take advantage of all of the um, options that Twitter provides in its interface. So I'm very impressed with what the developers have done with this. Me too, Jenny. That was great. It was fun to see how you can follow people's tweets and how you can reply to them and how you can refresh. Um, it's as powerful as any of the... Um, desktop download tweet programs that are available and to know that it's available right away just by turning on your Braille or voice sense is uh, an excellent um, thing to keep in mind. You want to do, should we do the uh, programs menu, um, you know, with the Bible? Sure. Okay. Um, something new, Jenny, that, uh, that was added in 6.0 is the programs menu. By default, when you um, load 6 dot whatever, whatever the current build happens to be as you're listening to this, your program's menu is going to be empty. There's not going to be anything in it. Um, but we are going to be releasing and have released uh, programs that when you install them, they end up in the program's menu. And one example of that program or those programs is the Bible. Um, by default now with, uh, with 6, um, if you want to load the Bible or other applications, you would either go to our website or if there's a link provided, you would click on that link. You would download um, the zip file of whatever program. In this case, it was the Bible for me. You unzip this particular application and you either place it on your flash disk or on your SD card. Now, I personally recommend on the flash disk uh, and I'll explain that here in a second. 
once you've loaded it onto your flash disk or into your SD card, you do a warm reset by simply repressing or pressing the reset button on the back of your unit. Uh, with this new feature now, any items that are in programs will only appear in programs if they're on your SD card or flash disk when you do a reset. And that gets back to my, my comment that I made a little bit ago. If you place these external programs on your SD card, you've got to be sure that your SD card is in your unit whenever you do a, a, a reset. So for me personally, sometimes my card is not in, so I placed them literally on my flash drive or flash disk. So I'm just going to show you how programs works. Um, it's pretty straightforward, actually. Uh, I'm, I'm still in um, Google Talk with Jenny because uh, we're recording this using Google Talk. I'm going to press my F1, which is my menu key. File manager, left parenthesis, F right parenthesis. And I'm going to press P for programs. Sense Bible, left parenthesis. Now, you heard it say Sense Bible, and the reason it did that is that's the only item in programs right now, and since P is for programs, it opened programs and automatically pointed to Sense Bible. So I'm going to press Enter on Sense Bible. And there we go. We've got five different versions. We have five versions sitting and available for me. And as time goes on, we're going to have more and more programs that are going to work in this manner. So that's how you use the new programs menu. And for those of you who are interested in the Bible program, we have options in there to search by subject. You can actually open, well, up to all five Bibles at a time, and you could look at the same verse in each Bible and just tab between them. This is new. For those of you who have had On Hands or Voice Sense QWERTY, that feature is actually new in this build. Um, being able to open the multiple Bibles. You can also search a certain word, oh, let's say marriage or prayer, and you can output your results to a text file. Um, there's just several things that you can do. So this is a really excellent scholarly tool for those who are so inclined to use it. Of course, it is optional. And as Scott mentioned, we will be having other external programs available in the future. Something else that was added in version 6, um, again, this was available on the On Hand and the Voice Sense QWERTY in the fall when they were released. However, it's new to the Braille Sense Plus and the Braille Sense Plus QWERTY, the Voice Sense and the Braille Sense Classic, and that is the Games menu. And this is actually in the Extras menu. Actually, I'm still in my Twitter client, so I'm actually going to press Z cord to close out Twitter. I could leave it open, but there's no reason to, so I'll do that. Task name, Google Talk. And now it placed me back in Google Talk. And I'm getting the message that it says the file receive was completed because that was the last thing I did in here besides continuing the voice chat with Scott. So I'm going to press the F1 key for file manager. File manager, F. And I'm going to press X for extras. Sense dice game, C. And now I have the games. I have a sense dice game. Sense Brain Game R. And a Sense Brain Game. Actually, the Brain Game contains several things. So if I press Enter, it's going to sing to me.
Game menu. <laughs> memory game. M. Menu item. Okay, now I have the memory game. Reverse game. R. Menu item. Reverse game. Chase a criminal. T. Menu item. Chase a criminal. Multiplication table. U. Menu item. And multiplication. In memory game. M. Menu item. So I'll press enter in the memory game just for fun. When the game starts, any number or alphabet will be displayed randomly. Remember the number or alphabet and type them in order with a designated time. Press space to repeat the message or enter to start the game. Okay, now I'm given the instructions about what to do, and I can press enter to start the game. One, five, eight. Type the answer. <laughs> I Nine, got it right. Seven, one. Type the answer. Uh oh. Wrong. <laughs> Your score is one. Watch out for dementia. Type your user ID to register the ranking. Watch out for dementia. That's pretty hilarious. I didn't hear what it said the second time, so I failed. But anyway, it's it's quite fun and has some interesting sounds and interesting messages. Um, there's also, as you have seen, a multiplication table. And the Chase a Criminal game is kind of fun, too, to sort of test your brain. It's a game that children will probably love, but sometimes even adults may have some fun with it. So anyway, we have that. And as you saw earlier, we also have the dice game. So I'll go ahead and close that up. Do you want to play again? Yes. Prompt button. And it asks me if I want to play again, and I'm going to say no. Memory game. M. Menu item. And I'm back in the games menu. Or I'm back in the brain game menu. I'll close that up. Task name. Google Talk. And now I'm back to Google Talk. Another new feature, Jenny, that I'd uh, like to talk about in uh, 6.0 is the ability to open and read unprotected PDF files. Uh, this is a feature that I know people have been asking for for a long time. Uh, and it's very simple to use. If, if I have a PDF document, in fact, Jenny could even send me one through Google Talk if she wanted to. But regardless, if I have a PDF file, uh, I can simply press Enter on it, and it opens up in a text format in the word processor. So it allows me to, to read it, to work with it, to, uh, to make changes to it. Of course, the changes would not be in PDF format, but it allows me to do all of those just by pressing Enter on the PDF document. That also um, is available for unprotected EPUB books. Uh, EPUB, you're going to see more and more of, of that format coming out of libraries, for example. So if you have an unprotected EPUB book, the same thing happens. You press Enter on it, and it opens up in a, uh, in a word processor and, and allows uh, instant access to that particular book or document. Yes, and one of the places that you're going to find many uh, unprotected EPUB books will be the Open Library. So uh, the Open Library is becoming more and more popular, especially for classic literature. And you will find a lot of unprotected EPUB and unprotected PDF as far as that goes. Of course, we all know how many of our user manuals come in PDF and how nice it would be to have those on our Braille note takers and portable and being able to read those in Braille on our Braille display. So this is a really great feature. Um, we're also supporting in V6.0 network and file sharing. So you will be able to access files over a network, um, you know, play media, open them and edit 
embedded them in the word processor. Basically interact with them through the file manager just as you would any file that is on the unit itself. Again, you just interact with it as you would another drive. We're also supporting by popular demand, the Unified English Braille Code. There is now an option in the global options where you can choose the code that you want to use. And as soon as you press enter on that option, it is instant and immediate. The change uh, takes effect right away and it puts you into the UABC if you choose that. So I know that that's something that several people have asked for. Anything else in 6.0 that you think we should talk about? Well, Jenny, I think one other thing we should kind of point out, or that we should point out, is that we have fixed some bugs. We always fix bugs with new uh, releases, so that's, that's exciting. For example, uh, the calculator um, no longer crashes. And what is really neat is Braille translation is improved even more than it uh, was before. So you'll notice some, some excellent Braille translation that goes on as you're, for example, writing... Um, or opening a file, let's say, a text file, and how it translates into grade 2 Braille. Um, we're also supporting WPA2 wireless encryption and AES. We've also improved our iPhone support. There was a bug. Anyone running 5.51 will know that it's been very difficult to pair with the iPhone through Bluetooth, that you had to turn VoiceOver off. And if you tried to do it with outsided assistance, it could be done, but it wasn't very easy to do. We have actually fixed that problem as well. Also, Jenny, um, through June 30th, we have an exciting promotion that's, uh, I think, a lot of people, in fact, I know a lot of people have taken advantage of already, and that is the $1,000 trade-in uh, towards any uh, Braille Sense product. So, for example, if you have an older note-taker uh, that has any Braille display whatsoever, you will receive $1,000 credit towards a Braille Sense Plus, a Braille Sense Plus QWERTY, or a Braille Sense on hand. If you have a voice product, in other words, a product that does not have a Braille display, you will receive a $500 credit off the BrailleSense Plus, the BrailleSense QWERTY, um, and the BrailleSense on hand. We also have towards our voice products, in other words, the VoiceSense QWERTY or the VoiceSense product, any trade-in towards that product will provide you with a $500 discount. So there's some great ways right now, if you have an older device that you're not using, maybe that is, uh, is no, has, has seen its days, um, you can trade it in and, and receive quite a discount off of any of our Braille and voice products. We also have a trade-in on our BookSense models. So if you have a book reader, with the exception of the NLS book reader, of course, um, you will receive uh, $100 off on our uh, BookSense XT and, and or $50 off on our BookSense, which is our standard BookSense model. So you can even receive a discount on our portable uh, book readers as well. 
Um, I also wanted to mention, as far as the note takers are concerned, if you have an older Sense products, um, such as a Braille Sense Classic, you can get twelve hundred dollars off one of the Braille Sense products, or six hundred dollars off a Voice Sense product. So we do actually recognize our loyal customers and want to reward you for that. So we do give you a little more off if it's uh, an old Sense product that you have to trade in. Talking about the Daisy Player trade-ins actually segues very nicely into uh, the BookSense. We released a new BookSense upgrade in January. So for those of you who have not upgraded to 2.21, please visit our website at wwwhims inkcom Visit the Resource Center, and if you choose your product, you'll find all of the downloads available, including the newest upgrade. And our newest BookSense upgrade features open library support, unprotected EPUB support, it also features a new preamp feature, which allows you to adjust the audio of an NLS book, an Audible book, or basically any audio media independent of the text-to-speech. So if you're reading an NLS book that has a really soft narrator, you can actually turn that up. And when you exit it, you won't be blown away by the <laughs> loudness of your text-to-speech. So that's a really great feature. So if you have not upgraded, we encourage you to do that. We also encourage encourage you to stay tuned to our website this summer, especially after the 4th of July. I think you'll find uh, a nice little surprise regarding the book sense. So definitely take a look at our website um, after the 4th of July or after the summer conventions. And one more thing that I'd like to add, Jenny, to what you just said. All of our updates for all of our products, all of our software updates are free. So not only is the book sense upgrade 2.21 absolutely free of charge but so is this 6.0 going to be free for all of our note takers we really pride ourselves in making our software available as quickly as possible and as affordable as possible and we all like the word free and that's the situation for all of our software upgrades and if you visit our website right now, you will also find that we are doing a fun little giveaway. Um, last month, we gave away a BookSense DS, and this month, we're giving away a SenseView Lite. So if you visit our website, wwwhims inkcom on the front page, you should see a link that says, Enter to Win a Free SenseView Lite. Visit that and register with us, and we will draw at the end of the month and choose one lucky winner. And let me just <clears throat> add to that, Jenny, the uh, SenseView Lite is, is our newest portable video magnifier, or I almost should call it handheld or pocket video magnifier. Um, it only has a three and a half inch screen, so it fits very nicely in your palm of your hand or your pocket or your purse. And it has four magnification levels. Most three and a half inch screens have three this one has four, as well as a three-position light. So if you're in, the, in a dark situation and you're trying to read a, a magazine, you can turn the light on either low or high and, and have nice illumination. The screen also is an OLED screen. I like to just call it an LED screen, meaning it's very, very bright. So if you haven't had a chance to look at the SenseView light, please go to our website uh, and take a look at the pictures or contact us or one of your dealers in your area and take a look at it. Maybe you'll win one as well. 
That's correct. And of course, we still have our SenseView Portable available in our SenseView Duo, which contains two cameras for both close-up and distant viewing. And Again, several color modes and magnification levels. We are also right now introducing two new desktop video magnifiers, the Lifestyle and the Lifestyle HD. HD stands for high definition, and uh, the HD allows you to see a, a much brighter image, a much sharper, clearer image. It allows you to look at text and images at lower magnification levels. So uh, you can see a wider field of view. You will have less movement of the XY table. And, um, you know, as I said, if you're reading something like a newspaper with small print, you're going to be able to see more of it because of the clearer, sharper image with the HD quality. And we do have a standard definition model as well. These are available in 19 and 22 inch models and they should be shipping in June. Hopefully pricing will be announced sometime this May. That is correct, Jenny. And I will also mention that at our uh, last two big shows that, that HIMSS was at, that would be ATIA and, and CSUN, we got very, very positive reinforcement and comments on our uh, Lifestyle HD and our Lifestyle. We did. As you can see, we have many new and interesting things going on at Hims, And we will be attending the National ACB Convention in Reno this summer. Representing us at our booth will be Richard Kendall, who has many, many years of low vision experience, beginning at Telesensory and most recently at Magnesite. Also representing us will be Seth LeBlonde, who is my partner in crime and tech support. He also has several years of experience in the field, is a very knowledgeable tech person, and an all-around fun guy. So definitely come visit the Hymns booth at ACB and get a first-hand look at all of our new products and features. In the meantime, if you want more information on our products or have questions, please feel free to visit our website at www.hims-inc.com. That's H-I-M-S-I-N-C.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up to win the free SenseView Lite. If you wish, you can also email us at sales at hymns-inc.com or support at hymns-inc.com. There's also a form on the website that if you want, you can fill out and ask us questions. Or you may call us at 888-520-4467. Again, we thank you for having us, and we look forward to seeing you in Reno. The following program was produced by Vision Australia. Visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. In this demonstration, I just want to show you what it's like to navigate with VoiceOver using the trackpad on a MacBook. My MacBook is on, VoiceOver is running. I'm going to turn the trackpad command on for voiceover by holding down the control and option keys and doing a two finger rotate as if I was turning a dial clockwise. Trackpad commander on. Okay, so trackpad commander's on. I'm now going to go to the dock to access my programs. So I'm doing a two finger double tap in the middle at the bottom of the trackpad. Dock. iTunes. Running. 431. Okay. 
and I want to get to Safari, so I'm going to do a one finger flick to the left. Safari running 3:31. And I'm going to do a one finger double tap to open up Safari. Safari running 3:31. Safari window adaptive technology related podcast files and links. Hit the control key. Pressing the enter key. Okay, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a two finger rotate either clockwise or anti-clockwise to get to the element that I want to navigate this web page by. So let me do a two finger rotate to the left and see what we land on. Images, frames, non-visited links. No, I'm probably going to go too far around the corner, so to speak. So let's go to the right. Two finger rotate to the right, clockwise. Frames, headers. Okay, that's the one that I want. And to navigate by header, all I have to do now is flick one finger up or down to navigate through the page. Heading level two, instructional podcast for using the iPhone 3GS and the iPod Touch 3RD generation with voiceover. Okay, flick down again with one finger. Heading level two, instructional podcast for using macOS 1.0.6, Snow Leopard with voiceover. And flick down again with one finger. Heading level two, useful links. Okay, and let's flick back up to the top, back to heading level one with one finger flicking up. Heading level two, heading level two, heading level one, adaptive technology related podcasts, files, and links. And if I want to read line by line, I'll just flick my finger to the right. Below are a number of links to adaptive technology related podcasts, files, and links. And I'll flick one finger to the right again. These presentations and files have been produced to answer common accessibility questions concerning the use of voiceover on the iPhone 3GS, iPod Touch 3RD generation, and macOS 1.0.6, Snow Leopard. Okay, now, if I flick to the right again, while it's talking, I can touch two you are fingers currently on the trackpad and stop the voice talking, rather than just pressing the control key that I just did then to shut up the hints. So I'm going to flick my finger to the right, and I'm going to stop it talking by doing a two-finger touch on the trackpad. Pressing the enter key on the links will start. Okay, and there we go. Let's stop the voice. So let me go back to the dock by doing a two-finger double tap at the bottom again, in the middle, on the trackpad. Please no. Click dock. Safari running 331. Okay, there we are back on the dock. And let's say we want to go and access text edit. I'm going to flip my finger to the You right are currently on iTunes running iChat 5 of the Aliaria 6 of the text edit running 7 of 31. Okay, as you can tell, text is already running. I'm doing a one finger double tap to open up text edit. You are currently text edit running 7 of 31. Text edit window untitled. Edit text. Okay, and there's text edit. So I'll go back to the dock with a two finger double tap. iPhone 3 edit dock. Text edit running 7 of 31. Well, let's say we want to go back to our finder window. So I'm going to flick my finger to the left. Aliari iChat iTunes Safari Mail Finder Finder running 1 of 31. Double tap. Finder running 1 of 31. Finder window Macintosh HD list view table. Okay, and I'm back on my Macintosh hard drive back on my desktop in the finder. So I hope it's been of some use to people. Um, one finger commands are actually very useful for navigating. It's very similar to the iPhone. For example, one finger flick up and down, you move by the item that you use the rotor for in web pages, for example. One finger left or right moves you back and forward item by item. One finger double tap opens up an item like we did on the dock just then and two finger double tap I did two finger double tap and the bottom middle to go to the dock one thing I didn't show you was a two finger double tap at the top middle to go to the Apple menu bar a 
two finger tap in the middle left to bring up the list of applications currently running and a two finger double tap in the middle on the right of the trackpad to bring up a list of windows in your current application. There's quite a few more other uh, gesture commands but they're the main ones that you need to use to navigate the Mac successfully using the trackpad commanded with voiceover. If you've got any more questions about Apple accessibility please contact the Adaptive Technology Help Desk at Vision Australia on 1300 847 466. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. The preceding program was produced by Vision Australia. Visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org. Uh, it's good to talk to you. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Thunder over the next few minutes and I've divided my talk up into a few sections. Um, just an apology, I'm not used to this recording business so please bear with me but it's the information you want. Okay so I'm a director of a small company, it's called screenreader.net. We're based in Peterborough, UK and we distribute the Thunder screen reader. We've been going with Thunder for five years. Before that, we experimented with a program called Lookout. We tried to do a low cost thing in the market and it sort of worked. We didn't go bust, but it wasn't highly successful. In 2006, we hit upon the idea of a free screen reader. I think we were first, um, closely followed by good friends in Australia who do really well with NVDA. I run both on my machine. I haven't paid for a commercial screen reader for ages. I'm proud of that. I do very well with both. Sometimes I use Thunder. Mostly I use Thunder because I'm used to it. Quite often I use NVDA for the things that Thunder won't do. I think of NVDA as the techies free choice and I think of Thunder as the home users free choice. They're both good. They run together. It's a great system. There isn't much I can't do that I want to do. So perhaps first you want to just hear what Thunder sounds like. Um, it installs in a couple of minutes. It's a, a very simple installation from screenreader.net, www.screenreader.net, our company website. It loads in a couple of minutes. There aren't choices. It's designed for people who can't see, who want to put some speech onto the machine and they're largely home users, often beginners, and it's a great start. If they move on to other things later, that's fine, I don't mind, I'm quite happy. I like choice, I like options. If I went to work, I might use JAWS. If I'd got a bit more money and lived at home and worked at home, I might select Window Eyes. I don't mind. And I much admire what goes on at Ceratech. I think they've broken many boundaries and they're good folks. Here we go, so Thunder's installed, I'm at the start menu. Start menu, start menu. Internet Explorer, Microsoft Outlook 2010, Microsoft Word 2010, Thunder Screen Reader, Skype, but Notepad, Calculator, VLC Media Player, Microsoft Excel 2010, Button, Start. Button. Okay, so sounds pretty familiar. 
I use Office 10. I enjoy it. I think the accessibility is fabulous. I'm used to the ribbon. I've had to learn a few new keystrokes. That's not a problem. I think the search research facilities are excellent and I wouldn't go back to an earlier version of Word. I'm fortunate I can pay for it. If people can't afford Word, we recommend they use Jarte. I call it Jarte. I think it's J-A-R-T-E. It's a download. It's free. It works well with Thunder. It's a word processor. Okay, let's kind of go straight into Microsoft Word and let you get a feel for how Thunder's going to behave for you. Start menu. Internet Explorer. Microsoft Outlook 2000. And Microsoft Word 2010. Word script initialized. It announces Word script initialized. Thunder is driven by Visual Basic scripts. It's a bit old hat, that technology. It's worked well for us. It keeps us going in XP, Vista and Windows 7. Probably it'll be OK in Windows 8. Then it might become a bit dated and we might have to think again. Okay, just as you expect. It's fairly fairly frisky. It responds well to keystrokes. We've got all the usual settings for keyword, echo word, for key, echo keys, echo words, silent keys. You can speak the modifier keys or not. You can use music, which is interesting. Musical tones give you a kind of pattern of where you are on the screen. Top of window. Not file. 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 Blank. Navigate. Okay. Even coming down a blank screen, I, I hoped you could hear the musical notes descend as you go down, and as you go across to the right with the mouse pointer, you get the more wooden tones. So by the sound, you keep a track of where you are mentally on the screen. And personally, I find that useful. If you don't like it, you untick the box in Thunder Settings and you don't have music. So you can configure your screen reader, your Thunder screen reader, just as you might expect from the main Thunder control panel. That concludes this edition of Main Menu. We trust you've enjoyed the program. On behalf of the entire Main Menu team, I'm Jamie Pauls wishing you and yours a great week.